Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Praise God. James chapter 4 verse 8. Let's read together verse number 8. One go. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Praise the Lord. Prayer dimensions part 5. Please take your seat. There are dimensions in prayer. There are dimensions in every kind of relationship, communion, fellowship with people and entities. In our contest, anytime we are praying, we are first of all in a relationship with the Lord. It's a relationship with the Lord Jesus that gives us access to pray a prayer that is seated in the will of God. It's a fundamental key to an answered or effectual prayer that you have a relationship with Jesus. Not only that, that for us, prayer also becomes a point of fellowship where anytime you are praying, you are actually having a fellowship an interaction with the Holy Spirit. But for the believer, it is even beyond a fellowship. It has to get to that realm where your fellowship moves into a realm of communion. And in that realm of communion, you are not just doing an outward, external, spiritual exercise, but you are seeking to be one. Practically one with the Lord in the spirit. That you are in a place, a deep place of intimacy. Then you can say that I am communing with the Lord. Where, you know, in fellowship, there could be other factors involved. There could be, I mean, I can have fellowship. As we are here, we are having fellowship and it has to do with, has nothing to do with just one person. You can fellowship with so many other people at the same time. Are you here? Old school reunion is a fellowship. Some of the professional clubs, they are just for fellowship. Praise the Lord. And the reason why I stated the issue of relationship is because you can have fellowship without relationship. Good morning, good morning. It's fellowship, but there's no relationship. So you see that even amongst people who are fellowshipping, there are degrees of knowing, degrees of relationship. Some are very casual, some are just on the go, and all of that. But when you're talking about communion, you are in a place of intimacy. Everything has to come together, praise the Lord. Place of communion, relationship, fellowship, 
and a deeper dimension of knowing has to play. So at that level, it's not many people at the same time, except, I mean, I don't want to use this thing, no. But Paul talks about that I may know him, and he was talking about intimacy with the Lord. It's a deeper dimension. You know, so it's a very private, intimate relationship with the Lord. And the doors must be locked, and security must be, must be secure. And you have to be sure that we are very comfortable. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? You don't have intimate relationship outside the door. Something will happen. You will even be arrested. So it's an inner private, deep level of knowing. We are naked and we are not ashamed. It's a deeper dimension. And it is at that level, fellowship might give you a certain level of fruitfulness because as we just fellowship, we can rub ideas together and all of that. But that's all there is. You can keep one warm. You can even make somebody have emotional boost. Are you here? Even just relating and fellowshipping with people can just boost some people. You are down, I come, and I can lift you up. But you cannot have fellowship with pregnancy. I mean, nobody get pregnant because we shook hands. Hi, guy. How far? I'm pregnant. No, no, no. It doesn't happen. We have to go to a deeper level. You understand what I'm talking about? Do you hug people and they get pregnant? You, you have to be something else. <laughs> so, for a, a more fruitful spiritual life, we have to move into the realm of communion. A deeper dimension of knowing and relating with the Lord. is The degree is higher. All these things I'm telling you, I'm just trying to make a point that when we talk about prayer in its proper sense, our quest should be to increase the degree of intimacy with the Lord. Because anyone standing there can be said to be praying. But the degree of closeness, intimacy, is a deliberate construction. First of all, from... God's angle that must be received by man. And so God has already come to live in us. The Lord is living in us. But how are we responding to his presence in our lives? That's why in the book of James, chapter, that num chapter number 4, verse 8, he's saying that after all that Jesus has done, and Emmanuel, God being with us, now, this is our level, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you because he has, first of all, drawn to us. And now the honor lies with us to draw nigh to God. Tell somebody that the duty is at your doorpost. To draw near to God. Tell somebody, draw closer to God. Draw closer to God. <laughs> so God has already come. He is there. Say, so if you draw nigh to me, I'm going to draw nigh to you. That is why... You can say, I have God, but God doesn't have you if you are not drawing nigh to him. You, and sometimes you think you have God, but he knows you don't have him. Having him is not in your mind. Having him is a practical communion. You draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. It's, a, it's very conditional, and this is New Testament. 
So, priding yourself that the Holy Ghost is living in me and all of that. What, what are you doing with the Holy Ghost? There are people living with certain kinds of people and they are not tapping into their potential. Strangers may be tapping into their potential. And that familiarity of saying, I have God. God is my father. I know he knows my name and all of that. All that thing is not powerful. What is powerful is what you are. How much are you drawing? How close are you drawing to the Lord? You, you can have him and you are very far away. Oh boy. I'm saying that. Husband and wife can be there and they are far, are far apart. But they are, they are talking, they are fine. And some secretary is closer to your husband or wife than the spouse. So people are tapping into stuff. So, <laughs> why am I preaching like this? The drawing now is an action of faith. It's a decision you have to make that I cannot just be Telling myself I'm a child of God. I am this. I am that. I am that. There is not like we have said. There's no entitlement in title. Your status doesn't earn you anything. What you practically do with the position the Lord has put you. And who you think you are. The business you do with God determines your fruitfulness. That's why we are around. We may be hugging God. <laughs> instead of being intimate with God. Hey. And he shows us that in this verse, he says that, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded double people. So there are people who from time to time dirty themselves. And it makes it very difficult to improve on their spirituality. I'm not saying you are an unbeliever. I'm just saying you are a believer. But there are things you do that draw you back from increasing your spirituality, progressing in your spirituality. So he said, cleanse your hands. So, to have a more progressive spiritual life, you should be set that, hey, I want to be there. Then there are others too who are double-minded. So, this same book of James says that those people should never think that they will have anything great from the Lord. Because a double-minded person doesn't have answers from God. They're always praying amiss. So to improve on our spirituality and our prayer life, we go to God with certainty. We go to God with a righteous mindset. And we go to God with focus, concentration. That, that you are double-minded means that you are not concentrating. You need to be concentrated. You need to know that I'm in the will of God. I'm walking by faith. I'm praying in faith. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And I have no doubt in my mind that seeking him is rewarding. This communion is a fruitful one. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Praise the Lord. So he says, if you draw nigh, the Lord will draw nigh to you. So as we walk with the Lord as believers, we should always seek to draw nigh unto the Lord. And he will draw nigh to us. It's not just saying, God is with me, God is with me. It doesn't work that way. Tell somebody it doesn't work, work that way. And tell somebody there are deeper dimensions. <laughs> Look at what the book of Psalm 107, verse 23 and 24 says. 
Why should we draw nigh? Why should we go deeper? God is the depth we should be seeking for. Psalm 107 verse 23. Let's read it together. One, go. They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, what happens? These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. First of all, where are the wonders of God? I'm asking you. Where are the wonders of God? In the where? In the deep. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody that you can never have the supernatural benefits of our work with the Lord if you stay in shallow waters. And tell somebody that no big fish dwells in shallow water. All big fishes, they dwell in deep waters. So once a while, if you are shallow, you may have a big fish because sometimes some will stray to the shore. Maybe some conditions will even make them come recently. I mean, due to climate change effect, we saw some dolphins washed ashore. Some were also poisoned. They all came ashore to just die. So, but that is something that happens once in a while. Maybe the, the temperature increases, just make some big fishes feel uncomfortable, and then they wash closer to shallow waters and all of that. But that's a very, you don't really set out to fish big fishes in shallow waters. They are always in deep waters. The shallow water doesn't even help their weight. Are you here? That's why you see the dolphins, they will be pushing them, they will be pushing them, they can't swim until they get to where it's a bit deeper. So if you want to get any deep thing, anyone that's happening for you, you need to, to tap into supernatural resources that give something above the average life that a Christian normally receives. You need to go deeper. You need to what? I can't hear you. You need to what? Go deeper. Go deeper, Papa. Go deeper, go deeper, prophet. Go deeper. Today is a child of God, is a member who must go deeper. <laughs> you have to go deeper. No wonders in shallow waters. If you have wonders in shallow waters, that means that particular thing, the unbeliever would have gotten it if they needed it. That means that God has just given it to anyone regardless of their faith. But if it has to be the one that you have to tap into from God, then you have to take it from deeper waters. And you cannot remain shallow and eat from deeper treasures. So the believer must endeavor to get deeper in God. There is, there is a path in God that never ends because you can always climb in God. Climb with the Holy Ghost. So that scripture there, it says that the wonders are in deep waters. And he says that in verse 23, please, 23, look at what he said. They that go down. So it's people making a decision to go down. And if you go to the seaside, you will find different kinds of fishermen. Some are shallow water fishermen. Some are medium level. And some are deep, deep waters fishermen. And the vessels they used to fish are totally different. The GS they used to fish are totally different. You even you find that they are propellers, the energy, the, the engines they used to fish, the outboard motors, some use some other kind of vessels to fish. Are you here? Some use canoe. Some are using who can I? Is it who can I? Yeah. 
who can bait <laughs> to fish in shallow waters. And some will use canoe, different sizes of canoe. And all these canoe sizes and outboard motor sizes, engine sizes, they determine how deep you can fish. Even the net, even the quality of the net. Some are light, some are deep. And you can't use a light net in deep waters. You will catch the fish, the fish will pull you inside. Because the net, it will tear the net. Are you, are you, are you sure you are here? Am I preaching? I'm so, the, your spirit, if you are operating in shallow water, you are a light net. You can't catch any big fish. In fact, if you have been to the seaside before, those who fish in shallow to medium waters, whenever they draw their net, they take time to select fishes of certain sizes and put them in a particular tray or bowl or pan. And they sell them differently. 98% of the fishes they catch, they are very small fishes. Are you here? And most of the time, those big fishes are for cheap fishermen. And blah, blah, blah. Maybe two, three, four trays or pans. And then they sell them separately or it's for the owner of the, of the, of the net. The rest for the market, you have to get to so, for you to even go deeper, you should be building capacity. Prayer gives you that capacity to fish in deeper waters. They that go that is a decision. And some people are not able to fish in deeper waters because they don't know how to swim. It's a matter of skill. They can't dive. Some are not able to fish in deeper waters because deeper waters make them feel a bit nauseating and they vomit. Because shallow waters, there's no particular strong smell. But as you get to deeper waters, the place becomes and some people be vomiting, vomiting, vomiting so they don't, they don't fish in deeper waters. How much can you take? It's a question. What's your capacity? How long can you stay in the presence of God? How willing are you to go a bit deeper? And so he said, they that go down. It's a decision. They go down to the sea in shapes. Have you seen the vessel there? Did he say canoe? <laughs> that do business in great waters. The Bible, I mean, shallow water is still business, but the Bible really terms business, fishing in deep waters as business. They say, there is a, a way that 30 minutes prayer is no prayer again. And praying only when you come to church is not spiritual business. Why you cry? Just one question. They say, are you here? Are we here? Talk, talk to somebody. Are you here? Is pastor preaching? There's a way that what you are doing is not seen as business. There's a way. <laughs> There's a way that, boy, less than 100 Ghana, we are not charging E-Levy. It's not business. <laughs> it's, it's not business. These ones don't have money. We are charging, it's business when it's, is it above 100 Ghana? That one is business. 
Jesus said, so you couldn't even pray with me for one hour. That's why you are not doing business. Charlie, when we see there are many people who dress like they are going to work and they never get to work. It's a serious matter. Recently, <laughs> I was dealing with an issue where one guy, the parents have been paying school fees. They're giving school fees to pay for four years doing an um, undergrad in uh, UPSA here. Where we are school, you are graduation. Parents think that their guy is graduating. The guy, bring the certificate. I have changed in time. When they now push, 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 after one year they went to the school, this guy was withdrawn from the school from first year. And he was so chopping the school face that he himself has become the school. We all have to go and beg the parent to not to disown him. That he has been going and he was still staying on the campus. They were giving him provisions, stipends. But he was not attending lectures. No certificate. So they thought he was in academic business, but he was not in business. There are people coming to church. They are working as Christians, but they are not in business. People think you are a Christian. I'm saying that if you appear somewhere that you are a Christian, we will have a mind that you carry something to that table. Will you be seen as someone who is a profitable spiritual business person? Or you will be carrying ties? Entitled, but no, no, no virtue with it. Can you talk to somebody? Are you doing business or you are not doing business? Are you carrying just title? There are bankers who don't understand anything. There are Christians who don't know anything. And some people can say, uh, my, my certificate is from Harvard School of whatever, whatever. Listen, the church, the university you attended, no. Hey, that is nothing, no. It's what? That's why people from the same classroom may be a bone. They were taught the same thing. It's really nothing. How you apply yourself to what you are being taught. Are you, I, I, I don't know if am I preaching. I feel like slapping myself this morning. Hey. He said they do business in deep waters. Proper business is in deep waters. Well, you see, some areas, they don't do business. So you see proper business, they are doing it in very important quarters. Yeah. He said that those ones, those who do business in great waters, 24, these see the works of the Lord. So to some extent, the reason why things are not going the way they are supposed to go is because you need to go a bit deeper. A bit deeper. Jesus told John, Peter, after fishing all night long and they caught nothing, he saw them, he said that, you people, just launch a bit deeper. Launch deeper. It's time to go deeper. I want to encourage you to get deeper. Just increase whatever you are doing in the Lord to the next level. Just a notch higher. 
you will find out that your peace will increase. Your comfort will increase. The works of the Lord around you will be crystal clear. You will see the mighty hand of God at work around you. <laughs> Shallow waters there. When I, I was young, I used to go and swim. And when I come home, my mother said, we should never go and swim. We were living in the midst of fisher folks. And she said that we are not fishermen. So the kids, oh, everybody swims. And I want to be one of those kids. My mother says, no way. So when we go and play football, I will swim. When I come, he says, Kobina, you have gone to swim. I said, mm-mm, no. I've not told, you are not the only one who has lied before. I've been lying since. I said, I've not swam. No, these ones went to swim. I didn't swim. She would just put her hand in my head. Plenty sand under my head. Because <laughs> by her experience, she knows that I couldn't swim in deeper waters and swimming in shallow waters. All these sand that the waves they are carrying, they will enter my hair. And with that bushy hair, I may have gathered some sand there. He said, and the reason why life is killing people eh, is because the shallow waters is too much. When you swim in shallow waters, it will be evident that you are shallow. If I want to marry, I'll just look at your level. Because shallow people are trouble people. They are distraction. Yeah. You see that fisher folks will be pulling their net and they will tell her, all of us here swimming in shallow water. They say, moon free, what moon free, what moon free, what about the people swimming in deeper water? They are free to navigate their way. Because shallow people are distraction to your cause. If you don't grow spiritually after a while, you become a distraction. First of all, to yourself. Before to your environment. So, let's get into deeper waters. Praise the Lord. Look at the, a, a brother's face. And say, what do you think? Sister, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Deeper or shallow waters? Get deeper, get deeper, get deeper. Tell them, get deeper, get deeper, get deeper. Praise the Lord. How do we navigate into these deeper waters? Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Very quickly. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Read it. Go. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So, first of all, prayer launches us into that deeper realm. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great. So, prayer takes you to the depth. Where God is happy and comfortable to show you. Praise the Lord. To show you what? Great and mighty things. That means that shallow level, people don't see well. The real things to see, they are in deeper places. And what makes you to contact those deep stuff, those great things... Great and mighty things. Look at that. I will show thee great. There are great businesses you have to do, but it cannot be accommodated in this your shallow spiritual life. 
When the weight of your expectation exceeds the capacity you have built, it is equal to adversity. I'm saying that the opportunity will beat you. That's when you collect a loan to do a certain kind of business and because you have not built capacity for it, it it's a good business but it becomes a, a problem for you. It will collapse in your hand. And it didn't collapse because demons were after you. It collapsed because you didn't build the skill set. You didn't build the capacity. You didn't build the channels of scaling up. You didn't build the discipline, the culture. You didn't put down some things. Another person with half that capital putting down those things will be able to maximize all the opportunities because of the capacity. Hey! That scripture is powerful. Great things are not shown to casual people. If you have any great idea, don't discuss it with anybody who is casual. Great minds rub with great minds. Mighty things are done by a certain category of people. If they, if they have not pushed themselves there, your conversation should not be there. They, will, they are abortionists. What are they? Me preach here. I must say, Pastor, I'm preaching here. I'm preaching here. But I'm preaching I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Somebody who doesn't understand some of the things God wants to do in your life and they are at a certain level, they don't see the possibility in what God is showing you. And until you certify their quality and capacity, don't discuss. Some people cannot handle your spiritual vision. When I wanted to apply for some schooling I wanted to do, I applied before telling some people. And some of the people I told them are bishops and blah, blah, blah. And when I told them that I, I want to do some schooling, they said, what are you going to do? Don't, don't, don't go, don't do, blah, blah. I said, I've already gotten that, man. I paid the school fees. So there, there's nothing I can do about it. My dear, you may ask you mean to me, must can I must go, okay. Ah, I know, dear. Now, say me, no, I'm okay. Come see, you are a general overseer, focus on the ministry. And schools, yeah, 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 it's not everything you, you just discuss. Even if the person is an aunt and he has built the capacity, they qualify for discussion. That's why I say, go to the aunt and ask. It's not in size. It's in capacity. So, if your capacity, if you are not and going to the deeper level, it's a spiritual capacity. It makes it easier for God to open up some things unto you. I will show you. All creators, innovators, whether they are born again or they are not born again, who have been able to create something, they are spiritual people. Oh, yes. Go to Kantanka. I'm not alluding to any fact that what he produces is durable or whatever it is, but at least he's a creator. He's innovative. Okay. 
You are not spiritual. I don't know what he says. But he's able to travel in that path. He's able to go there without visa, without ticket cost. You are traveling, going for whatever, feasibility, assessment. You are traveling, going to um, familiarize yourself. All this wahala. He just needs to just be there. Oh, me I'm in the factory. Watching them. How are you doing this thing? You cannot create anything if you are not spiritual. That's why those people used to seclude from the people because the noise will not allow you to even build that cup. I don't know. Why am I even preaching? I should be preaching this message to people in Cote d'Ivoire somewhere. They will be bringing me some. I check it. Boy. I feel like praying right now. I feel like praying right now. The path that you are walking on, even your business path, there are doors and opportunities that you have not assessed yet. To scale up, you need spirituality. I will show you. Why are you not seeing? Some people are 50 years ahead of their generation. And it, it is not because of intellectual powers. They are spiritual. With intellectualism, they have added spirit. That's why you go to the university campuses and the rest. As people are going up, they are getting deeper into something. Hello. Yes. I was looking for a topic to write an article on. Ha. I started fasting for three days. Like that. I called somebody. I said, this thing came into my head. What do you think about it? He said, well, it's nice. So I started looking at it. That's how I wrote that. Whatever. The search, search engine is not only the reason why you know what to do. You need to, you need to get deeper. Whatever you are looking at, it can be opened unto you. I will show you. Say, God, open my eyes. <laughs> I can't hear you. Say, God, open my eyes. Open my spirit. Show me some things. What kind of things will God show you? Great. Mighty. They will call you mighty woman when you get deeper. Mighty man. Great man when you get deeper. Things that you did not know. Look at the scripture. Which thou knowest not. There are things that you, you can never know in the classroom. You can never know in the market. You can only know from the place of the spirit. Call unto me. The spirit must reveal to you. All of them were disciples. So Jesus asked them, who do men say I am? They were saying, you are Jeremiah, you are this. But everyone knows something. Peter came up, he said that you are the Christ. Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. Peter, it's like your level has changed. Are you here at all? And Peter was somebody who was very open to the spirit. Because the next, chap the next chapter, now you see the devil also trying to use it. Just open to the spirit. He was just a deep guy. A deep guy. No wonder on the day of Pentecost, the guy was the one who was most drunk amongst them. 
He was preaching and telling them, this is it. <laughs> that was spoken of by Prophet Joel, that in the last day, I will pour out my spirit. He could tap into ancient scroll and quote it to them, a fisherman who had not gone to school before. He was operating that they said, Kai, these guys, we know them here. They are fishermen, but they are operating in another level. Don't use your education to just scare anybody. Or who gave birth to you to just scare anybody. You have to be spiritual. You have to go deeper. <laughs> Praise the Lord. May the Lord help us to enter into deeper dimensions in Jesus' name. How? Prayer. Pray. Call unto me. And I will answer you. And show you great and mighty things. May God reveal great and mighty things unto us. Tell somebody, stay, stay, stay in the presence of God. And your life will never be the same again. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.kpshousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.